comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundance life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the general overseer of Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry in Kumasi, Ghana. God has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know God better, live life better, and impact their world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Psalm 103 verse 1 to 5. Listen to what the word of God says. Let's read it together. One go. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Read it like you are alive. And all that is within me. Bless the Lord, O my soul. What are they? One go. Who forgiveth all thy iniquities. Who healed all thy diseases? Mm. Kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfied thy mouth with good things? Renew like the eagles. Praise God. I'm speaking on forget not all his benefits. Part one. Forget not all his benefits. Next two weeks Sunday is our Thanksgiving service and we need to think right to be able to thank right. Somebody said that if you can't think, you can't thank. People who are ungrateful are people who are not thoughtful. To live a grateful life, you need to have a mind that remembers things. That's why I'm teaching on this for the next couple of weeks. To bless the Lord with all our soul like the psalmist instructs and everything within us, we need to be very, very careful to remember. Somebody say be careful to remember. We need to be careful to remember. Somebody say be careful to remember. Turn to your neighbor, be careful to remember. He said, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Forget not all. Forget not all. We cannot genuinely bless and praise God if we forget some or all of his benefits to us. Somebody say, we cannot. We cannot. Say, we cannot. we cannot. Yeah, you cannot. We cannot genuinely bless and praise God if we forget all or some of his benefits. If you forget some, your hands give him being complete. And if you forget all, that is even disaster. May you remember. Amen. I said, may you remember. You see, one of the things about God is that God does not forget. Somebody say, God does not forget. And I, I think that, that, that was introduced to us from the very beginning of the year that God has a memory that does not forget. In the book of Psalm 68 verse 19, look at what the Bible says. Psalm 68 verse 19. Steve, thanks for coming. Eh? It says, blessed be the Lord who daily loaded us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. Blessed be God. Somebody say, blessed be God. Who daily loaded what? what? He daily loads us with what? Benefit. Daily. So before you begin to think and evaluate your life and see, 
uh, I don't really see what am I going to be thanking God for. I want you to understand that every day you have lived this year, you have enjoyed his benefits. Turn to your neighbor and say you have enjoyed his benefits. If you are not among those who are in the grave, you are not in the mortuary, but you are in the sanctuary, then you must understand that you have enjoyed his benefit. Somebody say, I've enjoyed his benefits. It. You can't you can take it for granted. You've enjoyed it. He said, blessed be God who daily loaded us with benefits. In the book of Lamentations, chapter 3, verse 22 to 23, he says, it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. For his compassion fail because his compassion fail not. Verse 23, they are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. Great. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hands have provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Thank you very much. You can't, you can't, you can't. If you are tend to your name and say, if you are forgetful, don't bring it to God. Uh -huh. There are places you can take your forgetfulness to, but when you bring it to our God, it's a, it's a very dangerous thing. Don't bring it to God. Don't bring it to God. If your memory is weak, it cannot retain things. Don't bring it to God. Turn to your name and say, don't bring a weak memory to God. <laughs> don't, don't. Daily loaded us with benefit. So in Psalm 105, Psalm 150, verse 6, he said, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Everything, everything, everything. So you see a flower move up and down or a leaf move up and down. You think it's a wind blowing it away. It is just praising God. That's what it does. It praises God every day. When you read the book of Psalms, Psalm is a very beautiful book. In the book of Psalms, he tells us, he said, let the rivers clap their hands. Have you seen a river clap its hands before? <laughs> when you stand by the sea and the waves are moving up and down, he said, this sea far there. And the who really say, it's not rolling, it's clapping its hands. To celebrate the, and acknowledge the fact that it has breath. There's a dead sea, nothing happens inside. But the living sea blows waves. It's alive. Having breath in you puts a responsibility on you to praise the breath giver. Somebody say, having breath in me. Puts a responsibility in me. On me. To praise the breath giver. Yeah. Once you have breath, and some of us unfortunately have complicated our matter, disturbed our relationship with God, and certain things that should have taken weeks, months to deliver, Sometimes we are postponing it by our ingratitude to 10 years, 5 years, 50 years. To the grateful, God is not far. To the grateful, God is not slow. To the grateful, God is very fast. May God show himself fast in your life. May God show himself very close to you. To the grateful. But when you are ungrateful, God can be very far away. You dream things, you desire things, and this. the more you dream them, the farther they get away from you. You see, 
I want you to appreciate this. This thing that we do Thanksgiving when we come for Thanksgiving service, that's not the kind of thing, the Thanksgiving that works with God. Oh. The Thanksgiving that works with God is the one that is a lifestyle. Lifestyle of gratitude. When your life becomes full of Thanksgiving, much more than it is, full of complaints, then you begin to find yourself in the first arena of God. If God, you meet God and you ask him, what comes from me to him most of the time? If you meet him and if you know him, ask him. He will tell you it's Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving. That is one of the latest secrets about my later life. Thanksgiving. Full of praise. There is nothing that disturbs me. There is nothing that provokes me to walk in complaints and bitterness and without gratitude to God. Every issue, no matter how complex it is. It may be complex to you, it may be complex to me. But I bring it to him on the basis of thanksgiving. The Bible said, enter his gaze with thanksgiving. Some of us sometimes, we enter with bitterness, complaint. God, show up. Show up. Let my enemies know you are alive. <laughs> you see, there are certain ways, when you present your matter before God, the Bible said, he that seated in the heavenly shall laugh. He sits there and he laughs at you. <laughs> he said, this boy is not serious. This daughter is not serious. May you be a serious person. Amen. I said, may you be a serious person. Amen. So, the fact that you have breath puts a responsibility on you to praise and celebrate the breath giver. That's what David knew. David knew that. David knew that. 145, sorry, verse 1 to 10. The man was speaking. He said, I will exalt thee, my God, O king. I will bless thy name forever and ever. Verse 2. He said, every day, receive grace to bless him every day. Receive grace to bless him every day. I said, receive grace to bless him every day. It takes grace to do that. Oh. It takes grace. Because, you see, every day is no good. In fact, Matthew 6, 34, he says, sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. So, every day is loaded with sufficient evil and wickedness. Every day. Every day is no good. Two days are never alike. But you see, when you live a thankful life, you live your life as if every day is good. And God, by faith, begins to make every day good for you. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Every day I will bless thee. I will praise thy name forever and ever. Verse 3. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Great is the Lord and his greatness is unsearchable. Verse 4. He said, one generation shall praise thy works to another and shall declare thy mighty acts. Verse 5. I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty and of thy wondrous works. Verse 6. Let's read it together. Men, men shall speak of the might of thy terrible acts and I will declare thy greatness. Verse 7. Let's go. They shall abundantly utter the memory. Oh, Kabo Shabbat. Adi Balasa. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. Go to verse 9. The Lord is good to all and his tender mercies. Yeah, 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 yeah. All thy works shall praise thee, O Lord, and thy saints shall bless thee. Can somebody say an amen? amen. see God has given me many graces one of the grace God has given me and I pray that you come into you become a partaker of the grace is the grace to be praiseful and be thankful 
And I pray that you enjoy that grace also. See, the Bible said, grace and peace be multiplied to you through knowledge. As the word of God comes to you, grace is imparted. And grace cannot be received without expectation and desire for it. May you receive the grace to be thankful. Sunday, uh, uh, maybe Sunday or next week, Sunday, I'll, I'll start sharing on some of the things. I mean, everything about my life is a product of, I pray. I do my best to pray. But even when I'm praying, you can be sure that it is loaded with thanksgiving. Loaded. loaded. I can't do three hours prayer and three hours full of petitions. No, no. Every line must uh, culminate in thanksgiving. I begin with thanksgiving, I end with hyper-thanksgiving. It's not, it's not we, are not, we are not trying to make up something. You look around, everything, everything that has happened, there is no stress anywhere. I don't look like a stressed person at all. Nobody, if you have seen me for long, you know that I'm not a stressed person. Praise God. Because in thy presence is fullness of joy. And at thy right hand are blessed evermore. How do you dwell in his presence? Praise. For thou art holy, thou that inhabitest the praise of his people. You see, the reason why you are moody most of the day, you are going through all kinds of things as if the whole world is against you, is because you have not learned to be thankful. When you begin to celebrate God, all of those, you say, mood swing, you know, it's the time of the month. It's not the time of the month. Stop giving excuses for your moodiness. It's not the time of the month. Two categories of benefits we must not forget. Two categories. The psalmist tells us in Psalm 103, verse 1 to 5. He said, two categories here. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Let's read it together. One go. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Verse 2. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. So, all. All means all. Somebody say, all means all. So all the benefits, all the benefits. So if we can't categorize it right, we can't thank him right. So we need to categorize them. What are the benefits? What areas are we looking at? Because sometimes we come for Thanksgiving service and some people, because they are one-sided in the benefits, they are not able to thank God. But when you understand the comprehensive nature of the benefits of God, your Thanksgiving exudes out of your heart. What are the benefits? First is that, we have intangible benefits. Somebody say intangible. Who? Intangible. intangible or invisible benefits of God. Intangible. You can't touch them, you can't feel them, you can see them. And yet they are real benefits. Somebody say real benefits. Real. Yeah, 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 yeah. real benefits. Real, real. Very real. Some of them are realer than, if there's a word like that, <laughs> than the tangible ones you see. Tangible ones, you see. Most of these intangible benefits, when you don't, when when you don't have them, when you need them and you don't have them, that's when you see how valuable they are. When you need them and you don't have them, sometimes when you don't really have much need of it, you don't see it. But when you need them and you don't have it, because the intangible benefits are those that give meaning to the tangible ones. When you have the Tangible ones and the intangible ones are not there. Sometimes it can be useless. Proverbs 21, 24. He said, it's better to live in the corner of a rooftop than to dwell in a wide house with a brawling woman. 
A woman who will not give you peace. A woman who is giving you wahala every day. It is better to dwell in the corner of the housetop. May you not change your position. Yeah. Into the corner of the housetop. Somebody's right. It's better to live in, in the corner of a roof than to dwell in a beautiful mansion with no peace. The Bible said, better is a little with righteousness therewith than great revenue without peace. When you don't have it, intangible. Somebody say intangible. Psalm 103 begins to outline them. He said, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And you see, wise people always begin from that. They begin from the intangible to the tangible. Because see, the world is a spiritual world. We move from the spirit and we come into the flesh. The Bible says that through faith we understand that the words were framed by the word of God. That the things which appear were made of things which do not so appear. So the, the spirit world rules the natural world. The immaterial world rules the material world. He said, forget not all his benefits. And he began to speak about it. He says, who forgiveth all thy iniquities? Somebody say, all my iniquities. Do you have some? How many of you have some iniquities? <laughs> like this pastor, if you have some iniquities like me. Praise God. Yeah. Oh, how many of you have few? Me, my own, are many. I don't know about you. <laughs> oh, thy iniquities. Oh. oh, it's beautiful to know that he forgives all. If I decide to stay here, we'll close the service. If I decide to come where you are and begin to name your own, after I finish listing my own, <laughs> I think we won't leave here. Praise God. How many of you think I should start naming your own? All our iniquities. Church, one of the greatest blessings, forgiveness of sin is one of the greatest blessings you can have in your life. Forgiveness of sins. Even in the natural, when somebody, you've done something against somebody, and the person holds it against you, do you see how heavy you feel? You feel so uncomfortable. You're not able to flow. I mean, all kinds of things, are, you're not able to do many things. It's one of the greatest blessings. One of the greatest blessings. David, after he sinned against God, he was not looking for anything. He was a king. He was on the throne. The ruler of Israel. The sweet psalmist, there was nothing that was important to him. He wrote in the psalm, Psalm 32, verse 2. He said, blessed is the man whose transgression is forgiven. Psalm 32, verse 2. Blessed is the man whose transgression is, to whom the Lord imputed not iniquity, in whose spirit there is no God. The man whose transgression is forgiven. Bless, it's a blessing. Somebody says it's a blessing. You don't know, you don't, you don't know. You think car is a blessing. Car is a blessing. But there's a greater blessing than car. There's a greater blessing than a wife. There's a greater blessing than a house. Am I communicating with somebody at all? There's a greater blessing. When you are ignorant and spiritually blind, you see these things as the greatest blessings. The greatest blessing was when Jesus, 2,000 plus years ago, shed his blood on Calvary's tree for your redemption and my redemption. That's the greatest blessing you have. That is what has secured your life. That's the greatest blessing. There's no blessing as great as that. There's no blessing. God's habit is forgiveness. God's habit. He neither recalls nor store our sins against us. That's a quote you should not forget. God's habit. Somebody say God's habit. 
Yeah, God's habit is forgiveness. He neither recall nor store our sins against us. Never. Never, 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 never. Some human beings can catalog your sin. Yeah. One of the greatest, one of the people that is very difficult to relate with, I'm telling you, are people who keep records of wrongs. Very, very difficult. They build one after the other. Very difficult. And I don't like them around me. When you are like that, I try to bring you out. If I realize you cannot be brought out, I won't have to, I don't want to have a relationship with you. Because I'm not perfect. So if every time I wrong you, woman, you keep it against me, marriage will be difficult. Oh. I'm telling you, marriage will be difficult. Husband, if you keep it one after the other, every one of them, the one January is recorded, February is recorded. Listen, March is coming to be double dose. But before December is over, I would have done something else. So if you have recorded all of this, what are we going to say? Life will be difficult. So it's not, it's, not, it's not a nice thing. The reason why you and I are able to relate with God is because he forgives us. He doesn't record it against us. And that's why he demands the same from us. He demands the same. Psalm 103 verse 3 to 4. The message version. He said, if you God kept records on wrongdoings, who will stand a chance? Ask your neighbor, would you stand? And ask him or her, have you forgiven anybody? Are you holding anything against anybody? Yeah. Don't answer because uh, you may not tell the truth. And we are before God. <laughs> already the unforgiveness is a dangerous sin against God already. Then you are going to lie, lie on top. No, your matter will be too complex. So don't answer. But answer it in your heart. Praise God. He said, if he's, who will stand a chance? Oh, but verse 4. He said, as intense of forgiveness is your habit. And that's why you are worshipped. That's why you are worshipped. Forgiveness is your habit. You see, I, if I meet a Christian who is trying to run away from God, it's because he has not been taught well. Praise God. He's not been taught well. He's not been taught well. When you sin, you run to God. You don't run. I mean, if you are sick, will you not go to the hospital? When you are sick, then you say, I won't go to where my cure is. Satan is a father of sin. He can't cure you of sin. So when you sin, the best place to run to is God. He has the answer to sin. I'm not communicating here. So you don't sin and uh, are fornicated. So, pastor, that's why I don't feel like coming to church. I've given birth out of wedlock. That's why I don't feel like coming to church. It's because you don't know anything. Satan has taken advantage of you. The people God needs most are sinners. Am I complicating here? Whether they are in church or outside church, he wants them. He loves them. He left the 99 and went for one lost soul. If you have a difficulty living right, the place to be is church. The place to be is where? Church! I pity people. They fall into one sin and they, because of that sin, they, 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 they don't feel like coming to church. Me, if you like, come and tell me whatever you have done. Come and, I'll give you front row. Come and sit down comfortably. Because he said, you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. If you have sinned, the only means by which you can be clean is exposure to the word. If you are not coming to church, how can you be cleansed? You are sitting in the house. That's why when people fall into temptation and they choose to stay at home, they end up backsliding full time. Have you seen a full time backslider? It started because they decided to stay out of fellowship. 
Let me tell you tonight, there is no sin too big for God to forgive. There is no sin. There is no sin, including the one you did yesterday. Or the one you did before you came to church. There is no sin too big for God to forgive. No sin. No sin. There is a religious mind and there is a certain religious teaching. There's a certain religious teaching that makes people feel that their right standing before God is end. You think you can stand before God by your own right? No, 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 no. Our righteousness is like a filthy rag before him. But when we come by faith in Christ, we are accepted. Am I communicating somebody at all? He said there's forgiveness with you. That's why you are worshipped. Forgiveness with you. Forgiveness. Now see, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Isaiah 42. I told you when I stay with forgiveness, we'll close. <laughs> Isaiah, but I'm sure God wants to speak to somebody. Isaiah 43, verse 25. Isaiah 40. He said, but yes, I am. I, yes, I'm the one who takes care of your sins. Somebody say, somebody takes care of it. Uh-huh. He took, God took care of it 2,000 plus years ago through the blood of Christ. That's what I do. And I don't keep a list of your, sin, your, your, your sins. Somebody said, there's no list. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. You won't find it with him. Oh. You won't find it. If you like, go and go and be asking him for records. There's no record. Meda, no record. Abosi, no record. Can somebody say an amen? amen. Yeah, you, don't, you, don't, you don't really understand. You see, if your heart and your spirit can accept this, your relationship with God will go to another level. That's one thing that uh, this, it has kept you from praying for three days because you feel that there's, you know, there's this war. Uh, uh, there's a war between me and God. Who put that war there? <laughs> Who put that war there? Satan has put it there. The person who keeps on reminding you perpetually of sin is not. That's why it's, it's an act of unrighteousness, it's unholy, and it's ungodly for you to keep reminding people of their sins. It's, it's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong for you to keep reminding people of your sin. Because for you as a Christian, I mean, I mean, I mean you try it. Let God try it on you for a second. Let's see where you stand. Let him try it on you for a second. And by the way, as for you, your memory is even limited. If you decide to keep a list of people's sins, your memory is still limited. You can't keep all of them. But if God decides to unveil your own, all of them, the thoughts, the eye look. <laughs> you know, we, we sing with our eyes. The Bible said their eyes are full of iniquity. I look. Thoughts. Thoughts. May the Lord help us. Oh. I said, may the Lord help us. Amen. Psalm 103, verse 12. He said, as far as the east is from the west, so have he removed our transgressions from us. Far east. The east from the west. That's how. If you are looking for it, you have to go far to the east, come to the west. And even that one, you won't find it. What a good God we say. That's an intangible. Somebody say intangible. intangible. Yeah, when we come to God, we say we are thanking God. That's what we are thanking him about. Intangible. Do I even have time to talk about peace? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Peace. The UNO over 70 years have been trying to bring peace and they have successfully failed. Peace. 70 plus years, world peace. If you look at their history, their failures are more gangantuan than their success. 
But there's somebody called the Prince of Peace. Isaiah yeah. <laughs> chapter 9, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. He said, Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, for his government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting, the Prince of Peace. When this Prince is enthroned in your heart, one, he brings peace between you and God, and then he makes you to live at peace with others. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. When the Prince of Peace is a ruler in your life, you become an agent and a channel of peace. Am I complicating here? So, you are looking for a woman to marry. The person has not got the Prince of Peace. She will send you to the rooftop. Oh. <laughs> she will send you to the rooftop. A man who is not born again, he will drive you to the rooftop. Better to live in the corner of a rooftop than in a white house with a prowling person. Peace, 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 peace. Peace is one of the things that when you, don't, you need it and you don't have it, nothing else makes meaning. Nothing else. Money is useless. Relationships are meaningless. There's nothing, a big house, a big car, everything else. In fact, you can have the finest of vehicles. I don't know which one is for you. Whether it's a, a Range Rover Vogue or whatever, or autobiography based on uh, whatever you like, or Mercedes. GLK, whatever. When, in fact, when you lose your peace, they will tell you, please don't drive. <laughs> Have you seen that? Don't drive because, you see, this is your finest car. You like to be in this car. But the moment you lose your peace, they say, hey, please, oh, we beg you, don't drive. When you do it, you and the car are not coming back. Great car. Great house. Yeah. But there's no peace. There's no peace. May you thank God always for peace. Sure. Yeah. Just look at people and say, I just want to be like these people. And you, because of those things, you look at them and you think that God has not been fair to you. Hey, before you think like that, be careful. In fact, it's a dangerous thing to have that kind of thought. Hey! <laughs> ah, yeah, 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 yeah. May the Lord give us understanding. Amen. Tangible. Someone say intangible. What are some of the intangible? Tender mercies. Somebody say tender mercies. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Mercy which is tender. Hey! Mercy that is tender. The mercy itself is, it connotes something that is tender. But when it says tender mercies, it's almost like the tautology. Tender mercies. For emphasis. Tender mercies. It is of the Lord's mercies. Ah, yeah, yeah. Let's read Lamentation 3, 22, verse 27. The 20, 22, chapter 3, verse 22 to 23. The CEV. Uh -huh. The Lord's kindness never fails. If he had not been merciful, we would have been destroyed. Somebody say, I would have been destroyed. Now, destroyed. how many of you believe with me that you would have been destroyed if not for his mercies? would have been destroyed. The Lord can always be trusted to show mercy each morning. May God show you mercy each morning. When you wake up and you open your eyes, eh, it's mercy. Oh. It's mercy. God has just showed you mercy. It's not your prayer. Oh, pastor, last night I was able to pray, pastor, I had a very sweet sleep. Well, you could have had a sweet sleep, but unable to wake up. But to wake up, 
the mercy, the mercy sent the angel to come and tap you. Say, wake up. And you woke up. It's of the Lord's mercy. So we are not consumed. He can always be trusted to show mercy. And if he's always trusted to show mercy, must you not always be trusted to be appreciative? Must you not always be trusted to be praiseful? Must you not always be trusted to thank him and be grateful? That's what it means. He can always be trusted. You see, when you are very poor, eh, your focus usually is on material things. Poor people, really. If you see rich people, eh, they have all the things that, they, they, but usually they don't even show it. See them, they dress very simply, and unless occasion demands it. Yeah, me, I'm blessed, but I dress for occasions. That's why I dress the way I dress. I come to address important dignities, so I can't dress anyhow. Yeah. That, that's, that's the truth. Because when we meet, we are not meeting as ordinary people. We meet as divine excellencies. He says we are the ambassadors of Christ. That's something that is in my conscience. Every time I'm dealing with a child of God, that's all. And when you are also coming for meetings, like that's how, that's how you should think. You are coming for ambassadorial gatherings. So you don't just uh, do anything and come. This is an important place to come. You only wear your best when you are going to interview. Among ungodly people. That's it. He can always be trusted. Somebody say, always trusted. Always. So those are intangible. And listen, let me tell you. As for the intangible, everybody has had some. So if he can, God cannot hear you on the intangible ones, which are more important. I didn't even talk about life. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Let me just say, uh, go. Life. Because that's where everything. In fact, you can't, you can't think of it tangible ones if you have, don't have life. Have you seen a dead man asking, ah, now then I'm going to see you when you see me. jacket where you don't Have you heard that thing before? See you when you see me. My shoes are brown. No, I'm brown one. No, I'm brown one. When you are dead, you are very dead. You are very what? Dead. You don't know. The Bible said the dead knows nothing. So when you have life, and I'm telling you, before you complain about anything you are lacking in your life, make sure that you have thanked God and overthank him for the life you have. Praise God. Because all this, your mouth, that's what I like when the psalmist said, let everything that has bread praise the Lord. Because you see, your breath was not given for complaining. It was given for praising the Lord. Because when you die, when you go to Psalms, he said the dead does not praise the Lord. Neither everything that goes down to the grave. It is the living, the living. The living shall praise thee. The dead. Anyway, tangible. Somebody say tangible. For the immature and the kind are tangible. Tangible ones. Tangible, tangible blessings. He said, who healed all thy disease. In Africa, we have a lot of them. A lot of us are walking about sick and we don't know. <laughs> Praise God. A lot of them. Our air soaked with sickness. Water soaked with sickness. I mean, <laughs> in recent times, when I fetch water and I'm coming to bath and I see the death at the base of the water, I don't know whether it's only my water. <laughs> the death at the base. Wow. Wow. 
How many homes can afford filter? To filter that water. Then zone water be no cry. Then filter that kind of water. So if all of these, all the things we know about microbiology, they are really true. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> God will help us. I'm telling you, we'll be gone. We'll be wiped out. If you live in Africa, you, they don't need the atomic bomb to just finish you. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's a waste, you know. That's a, that's a, that's a mega waste. Tomahawk uh, misses, no? Our water is a killer. <laughs> Our food is a killer. Everything is a killer. But you see, we are killing all the day, yet we are still alive. That's why we know it's of the Lord's mercies. That's, that's it. Sure. Ah. May we be grateful at all times. Yeah. I, see. I see the water. Pa. How man for do? I for shower. It's <laughs> come like that. <laughs> yeah. But this is water that has been purified. And if, if, if that is not your source of drinking, that is even uh, uh, good enough. Praise God. But that, that's the water for city people. Oh. And mind you, Sami, you could have also been in the village. Oh. Yeah. That you are sitting in Kumasi, living in Kumasi, is not uh, you. You could have been in the village. The people in the village, they don't have ten legs. You have two legs, like you have two eyes, two hands, everything. You could have been there. But by the mercies of God, you are here. Your father has some common sense to do something in the city and relocate you and bring you to the city. And that is something to be grateful to God for. Healing of our bodies. Healing of our bodies. Preventive medicine is something that they are talking about a lot. But in Africa, everything necessitates disease. <laughs> Uh, most of our things is not you don't prevent the things actually precipitate or catalyzes sicknesses. Water, food, come on. If you've been following the recent Love FM thing they've been doing on cleanup campaign and all of those things, as uh, central as Accra is, there, the field people buy and they eat. How many of our people can shop from European markets? Average person, that's where we all buy. And the kind of things that are being fed into us. Listen, if God does not, so it, when you are a child of God and you are, you are living, uh, I'm careful, I don't want to, listen, listen, it's not your carefulness that is keeping you. Stop that, listen. I'm not saying be careless. But when you have to step up and do something, you better step up in faith and do it. Because with all your carefulness, you can still go in a second. If you are careful, you are very careful driving a rickety car. No matter what you do. <laughs> I don't know whether I understand what I'm saying. The car is rickety. So no matter how careful you are, the car is, in fact, the car you are in is a risk. So if you are very, very careful, park it. <laughs> May the Lord give you a good car to drive. Amen. Somebody give me a believing amen. amen. Provision of daily food. He said, give us this day our daily bread. When you read the Psalms, he said, who satisfy our mouth with good things. Good things, oh. What you are eating is good, oh. Somebody say, what I'm eating is good. 
Yeah. And I don't want you to tell me what you are eating. But I just want you to know that it's good. Somebody say, it's good. It's good. What you are eating is good. Because if you are in Somalia, you get out to eat. You could wish that you were eating something. In fact, people are in places where they are wishing they, they, what you are eating that you don't value is a delicacy to them. That's their prayer expectation. Lord, in the next one week, if I can get something like that to eat and I top it up with the rubbish, it doesn't matter. Just once. The Bible said, it satisfies your mouth with good things. Look at the way you are looking fine. Yeah. With all the things you are eating, you are still looking fine. You are still growing tall. Your skin, I am not on me. Praise God. Satisfy your mouth with good things. Look at you. Sometimes you feel that life has been miserable. People see you say, hey, why are you fine? And you wonder how fine are you? Some of you, are, the moment they say, it's, uh, me, uh, uh, me. No, you are talking about you. A lot of people exclaim when people say nice things about them. They can't believe it. Yeah. They can't believe it. But it's a reality. Let me try and close. Four reasons why you must not forget the benefits of God. Four reasons why you must not forget the benefits of God. One, one is that God does not forget the benefits he bestows on us daily. He doesn't. You see? If you are dealing with somebody who is not forgetful, you have to be very careful what you do. You know so. Yeah. The person, if you are talking like somebody right now, Minister Abna comes to my office and then while we are talking, God forbid, she has a, a tape recorder and she's secretly recording me. That's a very dangerous thing. The moment I see that, next time, they have to do a body search. Yeah, the Knesset will do a body search before she enters my office. Why? Because I'm dealing with somebody who has the capacity to retain information. Please take your seat. Capacity to retain information. God does not forget. So when you forget, you are risking your life. Yeah. He gave you life. You came near an accident. You almost hit or somebody almost hit you. And God spared you and you are alive. And because of one job, you are looking for the job has not come. The visa that was bounced. That has become your only focus. And you can see how God delivered you. He's not forgotten that. He's not forgotten that. At a point where you, you, you needed, a, in fact, you qualify for a sack, but God uh, visited your boss in the night and spared you, and you have still been kept at your job. God has not forgotten that. When it's time to bring your tithe, you are complaining. God has not forgotten how he intervened for you to keep your job. Am I communicating here? He doesn't. He said he daily loads you with benefit. Every day, he's bringing it. Every day. Every day. So, if you are not praising him every day, you are running at a very serious risk. Number two, God wants us sternly against forgetting the benefits, his benefits or art in our lives. He, he wants us sternly. Somebody say he wants us sternly. When we say something, it's a stain warning. It's a, it's a very, very dangerous thing. You should, you should be very careful with it. Don't joke with it. I'll close with that. Deuteronomy 8, 7 to 20. Somebody say 7 to 20. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land. May you get into that good land. Amen. The Lord your God is bringing you into a good marriage. Amen. A good car. Amen. 
a good house, a good resource, a good scholarship, a good university to attend. The Lord your God is bringing you into a good land. A land of flowing flow with streams and pools of water. With fountains and springs that gush out in the valleys and hills. Verse 8. He says, It is a land of wheat and barley, of grapevines, of fig trees, pomegranates, of olive oil and honey. It is a land where food is plentiful. May you have a land where food is plentiful. And nothing is lacking. Is there a land like that? Yes, it is. May God bring you into that land. There is a land like that. May you experience it. In the mighty name of Jesus. It's a land like that. He said, it's a land where iron is as common as stone and copper is abundant in the hills. Verse 10, he said, where you have eaten, because when you are in a land like that, you eat and be filled. May you be in a land where you eat and be filled. May you work in a place where your salary will be more than enough for you. Can somebody receive it in the name of Jesus? He said, be sure when you eat and you are filled, usually when people eat and they are full, sometimes they can be full of trash. All kinds of rubbish. Because you are full. You know, and you have full in a comedy one. You see, you, it's because you are full. Yeah, it's because you are full. If you are hungry, you won't talk like that. Yeah. You see, it's because you are full. It's because you are what? You are full. But if you were empty, in fact, your stomach would be doing brum, brum, brum. <laughs> you even have the, the courage to talk. He said, be, be sure to praise the Lord your God for the good land he's given you. Verse 11. But that is the time to be careful. Beware that in your plenty you do not forget the Lord your God and disobey his commands and regulations decrees that I'm giving you today. Verse 12, he says, for when you have become full and prosperous and have built fine homes to live in. Verse 13, fast with me. When your flocks and heads have become very large and your silver and gold are multiplied along with everything else, be careful. Turn to your neighbor and say, be careful. Say, be careful. Careful. Do not become proud at that time, and forget the Lord your God who rescued you from your slavery in the land of Egypt. Verse 15, do not forget that he led you through the great and terrifying wilderness, wilderness with its poisonous snakes and scorpions where it was hot and dry. He gave you water from the rock. Verse 16, he says, he fed you with his manna, with manna in the wilderness, a food unknown to your ancestors. He did this to humble you and to test you for your own good. Verse 17, he did all of this so you will never say to yourself, I have achieved this wealth with my own strength and energy. Verse 18, let's go. He says, remember the Lord your God. He is the one who gives you power to be successful in order to fulfill the covenant. Oh, look at the warning now. But I assure you of this. If you ever forget the Lord your God and follow other gods, worshiping and bowing to them, you will certainly be destroyed. Somebody say certainly. It's not, it's, not, it's not a joke. You will certainly be destroyed. And next week we will look at that. Certainly. You see, when God is ready to destroy a person, eh? <laughs> it's a very dangerous thing. You don't want to dream it. You don't want to. If you are Sodom and Gomorrah, you don't want God to visit you. You don't want. You will certainly be destroyed. There are certain things that are certain with God. May the Lord help us to be grateful people. 
We have already entered in our month of gratitude and thanksgiving. We are already in it. Praise God. And I'm just setting you up for it. Pastor Fuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory success and limitless prosperity to get a copy of this message and other messages as well as books by pastor fuakwa please call 0540-122-670 or 0204-225-790 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com get interactive with pastor fuakwa on facebook and twitter you can also visit our website at www.faithhouse chapel.com for any other information fellowship with us this and every sunday for our two english services 6 30 a.m first service 8 45 a.m second service and on wednesdays for our word encounter service at six o'clock p.m at our church auditorium on the top floor of nana ama ejakuma plaza opposite the unity oil station santasi roundabout kumasi ghana god richly bless you oh, 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 oh.